This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you. How are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been uh, been quite a day around the Country Squire yeah. here. Just, uh, yeah, man, it's... Uh, uh, mail order city past couple weeks here i think uh just with international pipe smoking day a lot of folks are fired up and um yeah i, I think there's just a lot of uh a lot of activity in the pipe world yeah so it's been great well you know you've got yeah. that uh you know they got the great boom from uh you know international pipe smoking day which of course was last week uh, i'm sure that uh, everybody uh, they got lots of uh you know you get you get that christmas money you get that birthday money you got to get that uh, international pipe smoking day yeah, that's money. right that's yeah. right and, and we, we even <laughs> had some uh valentines uh, uh this year you know oh, that's uh, right. if, yeah. if you folks get a get a valentine's present uh for a pipe so that's pretty good has there ever been a heart-shaped pipe out of curiosity you just challenged the entire country choir community <laughs> to provide an answer so i'm sure we will have that answer shortly yeah my guess is no one knowing our live audience is probably before the end of the episode it, to it, be look sure. if we can if we can get a picture of a reverse <laughs> mullet stiletto pipe <laughs> happen. we can get anything <laughs> i'm just saying it, right. yeah the, the the options are limitless Oh man! Well, hey, we've uh, we've got some, uh, some some housekeeping items to talk about here at the top of the show, uh, and that is that uh, we've got some schedule changes coming specifically for the live show. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. Now, you know, uh, podcast listeners, you know, this isn't going to necessarily impact you so much, but those of you who do tune in to the live show specifically uh, next week. We will be here uh, at the normal time normal that we've time. always been here and uh, with, a, with a great show for you. But however, after next week, we are going on a two-week hiatus. I'll talk more about that in a second, but a two-week live show hiatus. Now, you will still have the podcast. The podcast every single week without fail for almost four years now. That will continue no matter what. Has it been that long? Almost oh, that long. God, that's crazy. <laughs> it, is, it gets crazier and crazier. Is there, do we have nothing better to do with our time? More importantly, these poor people have nothing better to listen to? Hey, hey, hey. No, this is this is prime quality no, stuff do, here. We do quality Top stuff. Top shelf podcast. No, that's it. Uh, but here's the thing. After that two-week hiatus, we will return with the live show specifically on March 27th. And on March 27th, not only are we returning with the live show, we'll be returning at a brand new time, which is 830 Central Time. Uh, so it's later in the evening. Hopefully, those of you who uh, get off work a little bit later, this will open up an opportunity uh, for you to join us. Um, you know, I know, you know, this isn't the first time that we've changed our, our live show. That's right. Reco- you know, recording time. We yeah, actually... We, we used to record in the morning. We used to be a morning On show. On Tuesday morning. We used to say, let's go have a day at the end of the show. <laughs> it, was, uh, <laughs> it was it was part of it. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, yeah. that's right. So we originally were a morning show, switched to a, a uh, an early evening show. And so with this new time, we'll be kind of more of a later evening show you know we we definitely apologize if that's an inconvenience to, to some of you but uh hopefully it'll also provide an opportunity for yeah. others um you know john david you want to talk a little bit about kind of the the change kind and, of the reasoning behind yeah. that yeah well we yeah ha- we haven't actually announced this yet uh publicly so this will be the first time we announce announce it period oh, snap. Uh, at, breaking at, news at all and uh, and that is in by the end of the month uh march 2017 uh, the Country Squire will be open until 8 o'clock every night of the week. Um, and of course, we're closed on Sunday. We've always been closed Sunday just as a point of tradition. But um, traditionally, we've been closing at 6 o'clock, and, and then we stay open later on Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. But uh, there's been such a kind of an after-work 
uh, group that's really uh, developed here at the Squire. Folks wanting to come, uh, you know, throughout their week and uh, loosen their tie up after work. Come, you know, maybe have a beer or something and uh, and smoke their pipe or a cigar uh, here at the shop, you know, throughout the week. And so we have decided to pull the trigger and uh, and the shop is going to stay open until eight every night that we're open. And so uh, that's exciting and great. But, you know, because of that, obviously, we had to uh, readjust the the time we record Country Squire Radio. Um, we would record it with people here, but it just makes things complicated. You know, we, uh, you know, as a lot of variables, a lot of variables, you know, you got folks coming in and out and uh, noises, uh, equipment that has to be protected and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I know Bo, <laughs> Bo works really hard uh, to, you know, produce a uh, incredibly uh, professional podcast. And, um, and so we want to make sure all that uh, is done well. But uh, but the the good thing is for our, you know, folks that are around here locally, you'll get to stay at the Squire later on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights uh, until 8 o'clock. And for those of you, you know, that maybe get off work a little later, uh, including folks that are maybe in the mountain time zone or Pacific time zone, uh, you know, this might be more uh, conducive to you uh, meeting up with us on a live show. Yeah. So, so, uh, so it's great. It's, it's exciting. The, the next step in the old... Uh, Ye old evolution. Yes, all right, man. Yeah. And, and from the, the podcast here to now, we'll be sure to remind you of the time change as we get closer. Uh, but again, next week, normal time, regular time as it's always been, we'll be here uh, after that two-week live show hiatus. However, the podcast will still release during that time. Uh, and then we return March 27th at the new time of 8.30 Central. Yeah. Um, now, also, we've been mentioning on the last couple of podcasts that we've got a new episode of our Pipe Culture series coming up yeah. where we're going to be talking about archetypes. Now, what I mean by this is when you think of a pipe smoker think think back before you even kind of were part of a local pipe community or you know had friends that you were all enjoying the pipe think of kind of what that imagery that comes to mind who is it that smokes a pipe what are the archetypes uh, that exist in the pipe uh, smoking community uh, you know what maybe it's an image that you had that as you kind of discovered more that that you know that that character doesn't necessarily exist or maybe uh, it, it validated as you got kind of deeper into the the pipe culture pipe community we want to hear your stories it's a great time for us to be able to kind of turn the mics over to you guys and really kind of dive into your experiences and your stories as we look into this uh, world of pipe culture and specifically at uh, this idea of pipe smoking archetypes yeah it'll be a lot of fun we always have a have a great time with these the feedback i think on this ongoing series that we have of of, uh, of pipe culture is, is always the most prolific and so we uh we look forward to to um, having you being be a uh, very much a big part of this, if I can get any of that sentence out, that's <laughs> <laughs> it. It, it kind of sounded like sentence. There were words, so that is good. There, there were words, and I was moving my uh, mouth. So <laughs> that's good, man. Uh, hey, something else that's good is that we've got an amazing pipe club. Uh, if you have, if, you, if this is your first episode, you're tuning in. Uh, we got the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club that uh, has been uh, growing and growing, and it's been, it's been great. awesome, man. It's been so encouraging to us. Yeah, it's been great to see the community grow. Of course, uh, if you go to CountrySquireRadio and click on uh, join the join the club join the club it'll take you directly to our patreon page where we're encouraging folks uh, to both become club members and of course help the show it's a great way to uh, to help support the the creation of this podcast as well as become a pl- club member and one of the reasons you're going to want to do this is because we're getting fairly close man we're uh, we're over two-thirds of the way towards yeah kind of our first goal which is once we get to that that first goal it's going to be to unlock or really open up I should say that's right uh, the uh, country Squire radio online the online Online lounge, the online lounge. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I it, really am. I, I think uh, I think we're we're in striking distance of that, and I think once we get there, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. There's so many people that 
uh, interact kind of through our show, but indirectly already. And this is going to be just a really cool vehicle to uh, develop that much more community. Absolutely. So, uh, it's exciting. So yeah. help out. You can join the club at uh, $3 or $5, 3 or $5 uh, per episode. You can learn more again at uh, countrysquareradio.com. Click join the club or go to patreon.com slash countrysquareradio. All right, man. That's it. One, one other announcement. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, here in a couple weeks on March 11th, which is a Saturday, uh, we have the uh, Briarworks Trunk Show here at the Country Squire. Um, what's going to be exciting, Pete Prevost is going to come through town, uh, our good friend from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, a partner in the Briarworks pipe uh, business. And, and uh, in anyway, we're going to have a, a great spread of pipes. All the pipes will be, uh, actually, we're announcing tonight, 20% off, which will be awesome. Oh, snap. Uh, got got to work with Pete and, uh, and and was able to come up with just a really uh, bang-up deal for uh, for everyone that will be here that night. So uh, it'll be um, actually that afternoon. It'll be March 11th from 2 o'clock to 6 p.m. that afternoon here at the Country Squire. I'm sure, you know, typically when we have events like this, folks come from out of town and different parts of the state and things like that. If you are listening and are in drivable distance, mark your calendar. Uh, have some incredible uh, pieces from an American pipe making company that we all know and love and and great deals 20% off so Man. that'll be good well that's awesome yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, I sadly will not be able yeah, to you're attend you're going to be out of town right yeah so this is kind of why we're, we're going on hiatus at least for the live show anyway for two weeks is that I will be uh, kind of globe hopping a little bit I will be in I think that first week uh, I'll be in Austin Texas uh, for South by Southwest uh, my first time ever oh, going. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. I'm jealous, dude. That's inci- that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not exactly sure what to expect. I've got of course the the Austin Pipe uh, Club. I, I need to actually reach out to Pi Lawrence to see if uh, there might be a good time to to meet up with the uh, the Austin folks, the Austin listeners. But but yeah, I'm, I'm going to South by Southwest. I think that'll be exciting. And uh, and then the following week after that, I'll be speaking in New Orleans, which I've, I think I've mentioned before. Yeah, that's great. Uh, for New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. And so, uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard being a big timer. No, you know? come on, man. You, you know, you get to that level and at some point you just got to leave us little small guys behind. No, come on, man. I, that's <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, it, look, for the Austin thing in particular, I'm going to be very much a very small fish in a very large ocean. <laughs> so I, I'm not really sure what to expect. Like a, a, a guppy, as it were. A, a, a pipe smoking guppy. Well, I, I, the thing that I'm excited about <laughs> is that Austin and New Orleans, you know, I, I think back to kind of our earliest days of this podcast, we had kind of three areas that, that just organically ended up kind of like wrapping themselves you around know, you're us. Right, yeah. And that's the, the Austin pipe community, the New that's Orleans right. pipe community, and then also the, uh, the Michigan pipe yeah, community. Grand, Grand well. Rapids. That's yeah. Right. And that whole, that whole Michigan area, really funny how that's worked out. You yeah. know, of course we've uh, developed some other centers of of activity since then. I know we've got several folks in the um, Seattle the area, Coast and, West yeah. Coast, uh, you know, San Francisco area, New different York. places. But man, it's that that is kind of interesting that to hear you say that now. I've never really thought about that. Those have always been kind of a three really critical areas for us. Absolutely, so, man. Uh, that, that'll be fun, man. So hopefully yeah. hopefully there'll be uh, a chance to, to get a meetup with uh, some of you guys that are out that way. And uh, yeah, meet up, smoke pipe, and uh, hang out. All right, man. So we've got a great show that we're talking about tonight. A uh, little, little history lesson here. That's right. Uh, you know, those that have been listening to the podcast for quite some time know that you are, I, I would say that you're a history buff. You're definitely someone who is a fan of history. I'm someone, yeah, I'm a fan of history. I, you know, I have enough unread history books on my shelf to to give you the impression <laughs> that, that I'm a history buff. So, and that's what's really important is that I appear that way. Yeah, well, you know, right. that that is part of it. Uh, <laughs> but no, see, this is the thing. We've got a a topic that definitely dives into the history of pipes and pipe tobacco, specifically Native American practices and uh, and the history that that exists there. Yeah. Now, this was actually a topic that was uh, recommended, requested from a club member. 
This was actually uh, sent in from club member Mark VV. Yeah. And this was also echoed by a lot of club members that this was a topic they wanted to see. So the history of pipes and pipe tobacco in the Native American culture. Yeah. Kind of of cool. Of course, you you can't really talk about the history of pipe smoking or tobacco in general without, you know, discussing the influence of the Native Americans. This is, you know, obviously where the Western world kind of gets its appreciation and, and the use initially from tobacco products. And so, you know, I think we, it's just, it's always a good idea to kind of pay attention to to that heritage and that legacy. And mm-hmm. also as Americans, you know, who uh, have this uh, Native American population still here that we love to honor and, and, uh, and revere, you know, it's, uh, it's very much tied up with the history of our, of our nation, both, both the Native Americans and tobacco. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, history of tobacco, uh, with the Native Americans, the smoking practices that they have, we have these caricatures in our mind, right? Mm. We've kind of got this, uh, Native American Indian, uh, big feathered headdress, uh, smoking, a a peace pipe maybe with some pilgrims or something, you know, and it, it's funny uh, to think about, you know, the evolution of that, that mental image of, you know, kind of where that's come from. I've got uh, right here uh, what you might think of as kind of a caricatured, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> caricatured pipe. This is probably a, a, a pipe that was uh, purchased maybe at a, at a gas station or something, you know, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of think of this, uh, I'm, I'm holding for those listening, uh, holding a, just a kind of a ridiculous looking pipe. It's real long. It's got a bunch of beads on it. And, and obviously it would probably be functional if you wanted it too hard enough. But, um, I like how you said that it's like a caricature. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we think of kind of in our mind as, uh, oh, well, you know, maybe that's, that's something that, that it was like, but, you know, tobacco usage for the, uh, American Indian was a very serious thing and obviously went back for centuries and centuries and, and had a lot of different purposes behind it. So what's fascinating, of course, and we've talked about, you know, the history of tobacco at times on Country Squire Radio, and I, I think we forget how foreign it was for the Europeans when they got to the United States, when they got to, you know, what eventually became America and saw these uh these people in ingesting smoke you know you're smoking mm. a plant and and we forget i think how how strange that was it's such a rare way to invest any kind of stimulant or drug or or plant or substance or anything is is the inhalation of right it. and so uh this was very foreign to these people never seen um, this before when they came along and and the only places it was really uh done at all at the world uh in in the world around the 1500s was uh, was in Africa and then in the Americas, including the Caribbean. And so, you know, it just kind of blew the Europeans away. Well, it is interesting, too. I mean, you think about kind of experiencing, um, you know, cultures or practices that you've, that you've never seen before and what a foreign concept is. I mean, yeah. think, about, uh, think about how someone plucked out of time uh, if they saw us walking around with cell phones, not having any idea what we were doing, like they've got <laughs> these bricks that they're just holding, these little flat bricks that right. they're just putting up against their face. Right. Or, you know, as I like to put it, sometimes, like, think about the first person who discovered that a potato was edible. Think about that. <laughs> think about that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pull this thing out of the ground. The brown thing out of the ground. I'm just going right. to uh, take a bite out of it. I'm just going to eat this. It sounds delicious. And then he bites it and it's raw and it's terrible. Like, no, no, guys. Let me, boil it. Let, let's boil it. <laughs> like, like, I really believe in this thing right here <laughs> if we just boil it maybe it'll work yeah it's the same kind of thing with tobacco right it's like okay we're going to take this plant it's real sticky uh if you carry it too long it makes you feel kind of goofy uh and we're gonna you know we're gonna dry it or age it and then and then set it on fire uh and right. and, and, and breathe it <laughs> so uh it's just a strange thing but you know the tobacco with obviously american populations goes back 
several thousand years, there's archaeological evidence that tobacco was cultivated uh, by the Native Americans as long as 7,000 years ago. And you think about you know, the depth of that. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the Western culture. We kind of view tobacco as the last, you know, five, six hundred years, but we're talking 7,000 years ago, particularly in the South American populations. You know, we've got Aztec archaeological evidence that, that shows that they've, they've, were cultivating this that long ago. And so, uh, just kind of a fascinating thing. And of course, it developed over time into, um, what the Europeans encountered. Uh, once they got here, of course, we talked before on a on a previous episode about some of the uh, European, you know, discovery. You know, when they came over and uh, started interacting with the Indians and um, and engaging with this tobacco, they, this this smoke breathing. You know, when when they went back to Europe and took this back home, uh, the the locals in Portugal were so terrified of it they put the guy in jail. You know, they were like, "Well, you know, you must be communing with the devil because you're breathing out fire." So, <laughs> you know, um, but this was something. Not that, much has changed, really. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds kind of a uh, sounds kind of a uh, kind of kind of familiar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But anyway, so you've got this long cultured history, and of course, uh, the pipe kind of came along with that throughout time. And so, you know, tobacco, of course, can be consumed in a variety of different ways. We we all know, of course, pipe smoking. That's what we do here on Country Squire Radio and at the Country Squire. But uh, we've also got cigars, which, if you think about it, is just a you know a a rolled up tobacco leaf. Okay, so you've got you've got that way of smoking tobacco. You roll up a bunch of leaves and uh, and then smoke them. Uh, tobacco has also you know historically been consumed uh, through both chewing chewing tobacco, but also um, sniffing tobacco. We think of nasal snuff, you know, powdered snuff that uh, maybe you grind up the stems and the tears of the tobacco and. Uh, and, and come up with some that way that you can, um, you know, just kind of put in your nose or something. So, but the, the idea of the, of the Native American pipe smoking kind of came along, you know, just as centuries developed. And, uh, and we're talking probably closer to a thousand years ago, maybe something like that. Uh, the, the dates are foggy because of just archaeological evidence. But the earliest pipes that we found uh, resembled actually a horn shape. Uh, which was flared on one end of the bowl. Uh, huh. So, so think of almost uh, you know today we have these cigar pipes that are real popular. We've right, um, right, uh, yeah. an occasional sponsor of the show is the uh, Missouri Meerschaum, uh, you know Chris Morgan cigar uh, cob. You know where where you've kind of got one end that comes to a taper and the cob kind of flares out, and the other end is just uh, you know a, a hollow end where you can shove the tobacco in. I think the the earliest pipes that were developed by the Native Americans looked a lot a lot like that. Huh. Uh, so you had these horn-shaped pipes that, you know, typically were made of things at the time like wood. There's a uh, pipe stone that's real common up in the American Midwest. A pipe uh, stone? Yeah, it's called a catlinite. And uh, catlinite is kind of a pink stone. And you'll see a lot of these... Uh, older American Indian pipes that are that are made of this stuff. Actually, oh, wow. uh, one of our customers, a good friend, uh, uh, Dan, that comes in the shop, he actually is from Minnesota and brought a huge chunk of this pipe stone uh, in one time. He actually gave it to two and was like, here, make some pipes out of this. But, oh, wow. Uh, but that is from his hometown, which was kind of cool. Uh, so, you know, you had different materials that were kind of developing, but those earliest pipes kind of had the horn the horn shape. It is interesting. So when you say horn, you really do mean almost like a, what, like a French horn, right? That's the one that's straight. Yeah, or almost like a, um, you would think of uh, that cornucopia kind of look, you know, oh, like, so almost yeah, like a calabash. Like, uh, no, well, cornucopia still. Yeah, just kind of flares out, gotcha. you know, uh, just a horn shaped pipe, you know, uh, which we see, um, you know, sometimes today. Gotcha. So huh. eventually this kind of evolved. Of course, you've got, you know, the idea that 
a bowl of a pipe uh, would probably, you know, enable the tobacco to stay lit easier and longer and probably a little be a little easier on your palate uh, and things like that. And so uh, the Plains Indians, uh, these are, you know, people that uh, were kind of in that, uh, you know, Midwest, uh, you know, kind of Kansas, Iowa area. They started experimenting with things like stone and then, you know, attaching a long wooden stem to, to the end of the pipe. So, uh, you know, you've kind of, you've got stone or maybe a piece of hollowed out wood, uh, and then you, you just drill a little hole in the side or, you know, and, and, and then take like a reed or a, or a stick or something that's hollow and actually attach that to the end of it. Huh. And so what you're doing is kind of creating this, you know, a contraption that is going to enable you to keep the tobacco lit easier, but also extend the, the smoking range of it. So the, you know, the, the smoke has farther to go. Uh, which, frankly, uh, makes the smoke a little cooler, which is something we talk about in today's church warden pipes. Um, I, I can't kinda, imagine. Kinda I can't imagine smoking something with like a, a stone bowl. I mean, I guess to yeah. some extent. That's a clay pipe. I was about to say, that's yeah. a clay pipe. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, a- absolutely. So the stone of this, you know, you think that the in the clay, the, it became more more indicative of, you know, Eastern United States, uh, what what we now call the United States, Eastern American Indians, their their pipes were more like that. So I've actually got a couple here that uh, have been at home in the Country Squire for many years. A couple of uh, old clay pipes, and these are these are actually original pipes. You can see the dirt still in them from uh, where they were, uh, you know, came out of the ground uh, decades ago. Uh, one of our customers years ago uh, was a um, someone that dealt in some of the Native American mounds here around Mississippi. Yeah, uh, and and so occasionally would you know come across some of these treasures, and these are just little clay bowls that uh, you know were real common during the period. And you know what you would do is insert like a reed or a you know a a stick a hollowed out stick into this uh, you know bowl and that was your that was your pipe that's so, incredible okay yeah, pretty pretty amazing so i mean like you know it's it's almost like this little stone pot yeah, yeah. like that's that's kind of you know i mean but it is i mean it's a it's a pipe but that's right i don't know something about it just makes me kind of think of like a little um Kind of like a like a planting pot, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. All, uh, what it, like the terracotta, you know that stuff you you know put geraniums in. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because uh, so. in my head you you talk about stone, I'm thinking like this big rock. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what no, I mean. Exactly. Almost like Flintstones type situation. Yeah, like, but just, I mean we're talking about you know a, a clay that you know was probably you know molded and fired. I, I'm not a potter, but you know you kind of get the idea. Uh, they shaped it in the you know kind of uh, way that they wanted it. This they, is so you know, cool. In this cases, they even put some design on it and then uh, fired it up and it just over time became harder and harder and, and more durable. How bad do you want to smoke this? Pretty bad. I mean like yeah. <laughs> you don't want to ruin it. Of course these have been in the shop for a very long time. Well. You know? and, and, yeah and that's the thing you, do, you you want to be careful with them but you know they, they are though I mean they're just they're just treasures and, and pieces of history and so you had you had pipes like this uh, of course the, the clay wood alabaster uh, when you got kind of out more towards the American West um, alabaster is a um, sediment or a, a stone that is mined. It's turned often into uh, plaster, and they would use the alabaster to make beautiful, uh, beautiful pipes. Uh, and then also, of course, the uh, the pipe stone, the catlinite that we talked about earlier. So the the pipes themselves were really cool. Of course, each pipe pipe smoking had kind of this religious significance, right, to the Native Americans. So it was an enjoyable thing at some times, but it was also, a, you know, had this religious significance. And so, you know, often the pipes were carved in a certain way in order to kind of, you know, uh, pay homage to whatever the point of the 
pipe smoking was. So uh, sometimes the the pipe itself was carved into like a human effigy, maybe uh, an ancestor or someone that, you know, when they're smoking the pipe, they wanted to honor. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, a lot of times they would uh, carve the face of the individual into the pipe. And and what, what I found interesting, sometimes they would actually, when they carved the pipe, instead of the face facing out, the face would face in towards the pipe smoker. Oh, and so yeah. while they were smoking the pipe and the smoke was kind of rising, the, the idea was you're kind of communing with your ancestor through wow, that. So yeah. really, really fascinating and, and something that, uh, you know, is kind of foreign to us today, uh, certainly in the, in the Western world. But yeah, a lot of times you'd have these pipes carved into the images of animals, uh, which would symbolize kind of the, like a guardian spirit of, you know, maybe you or your family or something like that, uh, which is interesting. And so, and then sometimes, uh, you know, the, the pipe was carved into um, kind of that, you know, a- animal character or, or human character that was a part of your family that you kind of just wanted to honor or commune with. So, um, huh. so anyway, a lot of, a lot of interesting, um, you know, practices there. I, you know, it's interesting because like, you know, I think about, uh, when I think of kind of different shapes from that kind of artistic level, right? Like, yeah. like the detail of, of a face or an animal or uh, something of that nature, it, it almost seems like that has experiencing some kind of renaissance, especially kind of in the, the age that we live in, right? The Instagram age and that sort of thing yeah, where people are showing yeah. off that, that kind of detail. But it's almost like there was... Uh, you know, the, that that was part of the Native American culture, part of the Native American uh, pipes. And of course, that uh, the popularity uh, with the Native Americans was kind of picked up by the, the colonists and, and brought back to Europe. And then it got very streamlined and, and kind of lost some of that yeah. artistic nature. And, and and now as it's becoming more of a, um, I don't know, a craftsman style thing today that we see more and more, particularly with American carvers and uh, hobbyists and things, you're, you're seeing a lot of, I don't know, maybe a throwback to some of that. Yeah. I saw just the other day a, a, a pipe online. It was one in one of the online communities I'm on, but they'd taken a piece of briar and made a, and this was briar. They made a perfect uh, image of Albert Einstein with this piece of briar. And so, of course, we're used to seeing that in things like Meerschaum, but, you know, for you to take wood and do that, and, um, you, you know, I, I don't know, I almost want to take that Albert Einstein pipe and, uh, you uh-huh. know, maybe I could maybe I could have the carver turn it around and look at me just uh, while I'm puffing it and, and <laughs> maybe glean some wisdom, you know. Yeah, uh, just uh, stare deeply that. into the eyes of Albert Einstein as yeah. you poke and that, that'd be interesting. It's kind of kind of a fascinating idea, but um, <laughs> the, the ritual of smoking the pipe itself uh, was of course um, it varied, and you know we we think about you know Westerners we think a lot of times about the Native American population as kind of a kind of a unit, but but there's you know as we can think if you're honest with yourself it's so much more um, diverse than that obviously mm-hmm. each you know th- there were so many nations and cultures and languages and religions and and uh, unique histories that that were involved in each uh, in e- in each area of our of our continent. Um, and so, you know, each each tribe had its own uh, own practices. So uh, a lot of times, though, what was common is you would see um, when they would smoke the pipe at the beginning of the ceremony, they would actually offer uh, they would smoke the pipe and and uh, and offer plumes of smoke in all the um, all the different directions. So you've got like north, south, east, and west, uh, kind of to almost to honor the spirits of, of each different direction. Huh. It's kind of interesting. So imagine kind of, um, you know, seasoning an area with with pipe smoke in all the different directions just to make sure everything's kind of covered, which is uh, kind of fascinating. So the plumes of smoke that came out were actually, in some sense, thought to be kind of a, 
almost a vehicle for the the prayers of whoever the individual mm. was smoking. So um, think of like uh, you know it, it almost being like the 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 envelope that you're sending your prayers off into as the smoke kind of distributes into the. Um, into the atmosphere, it's becoming one with, you know, whatever spirit you're communing with, uh, which is kind of fascinating. So, um, and, and another thing to think about too, is the, the tobacco varied per region as well. And so, um, you know, you've got different types of tobaccos, obviously throughout the United States being smoked, um, based on, you know, just whatever the crop was, uh, that was indigenous to that area. But then also depending on who they were, you know, kind of, you know, honoring or communing with, they would use different herbs in the mix of tobaccos to kind of impart maybe different smells or different strengths to the mixture, things like that. So, um, you know, if we wanted to maybe commune with the spirit of Sherlock Holmes, we'd put in a lot more Latakia than if we wanted to commune with maybe, uh, the spirit of Bo York. So something like that. I don't know what you put in. I don't know what you put in for Bo York. I can't think of anything. Probably some Fruit Loops. I don't know. No, come on. No, not at all. Uh, or no. maybe some Bean Fruit Coffee. But um, hey. but anyway, um, use so, the code CSR. No, sorry. that's right. <laughs> but those are um, those are some ideas of just kind of how how it went down. Of course, we always think of when we when we think of Native Native American pipe smoking and and culture, uh, we think of the the idea of the peace pipe, right? Um, and it's something like, oh, well, you know, they had this peace pipe and, you know, it was a symbol of peace. And, um, of course, that that came along uh, because uh, when they interacted with with uh, the Europeans, the Europeans kind of picked up, up this uh, significance of the pipe. Anytime there was a, a treaty or an important political decision or any type of ceremony, uh, th- there was always this pipe involved. And so the idea of the peace pipe kind of became a a thing to the Europeans, but, um, but really the pipe was used in a lot of different ceremonial ways. You know, it was a, a sign and seal of a treaty. It would be used in, uh, in, in the form of, you know, recognizing a peace with another culture. It would be, uh, used also, uh, even when they declared war, uh, with another culture. So mm-hmm. it was kind of just this, uh, almost a marker where you throw down a gauntlet. It's like, okay, this is, you know, we, we were smoking this pipe because this is an important event kind huh. of thing. Yeah. You know, if they elected a new leader in their tribe or or made some kind of, you know, political decision for their community that was very important, they wanted to mark it with the pipe. Um, and I, I think that's pretty, pretty special. So anyway, but that's kind of the 30,000 foot view of, uh, you know, the history of, of pipes and, and pipe smoking with the Native Americans. And, um, you know, obviously that, you know, carries on through today. We we see these kind of kitschy pipes that we buy at the, um, you know, maybe the park uh, that we go to the, what do you call it, the gift shop. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, and, 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 you know, maybe some of them have uh have some uh you know tie to historical fact but uh, a lot of times they just uh they just made pipes out of what they could i've got this really cool pipe uh this powhatan pipe that's been in the country squire for years and years this is a clay pipe uh it's got a beautiful uh <gasps> image of a what looks like a, a duck or maybe a swan yeah kind of a um, goose situation yeah. or a goose yeah and uh, and and the goose is actually the bowl of the pipe, and so. Uh, but it, like you it's, said, it, it's it's facing back it's towards facing the smoker, back. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. So, um, and I, I had a hard time picturing that yeah. when you were describing it before. Yeah, and uh, so we, we'll need to take a picture. We'll of take this a photo thing. of a 
couple of these yeah, things and, sure. and put yeah. them out there. But uh, this is an artifact that uh, was donated to the Country Squire many years ago. Um, and just it kind belongs of gives you, in a museum. It probably does. But, <laughs> but our shop kind of is I was about museum, to say, but, so, it, but right, it's technically. We, we basically yeah. are a museum. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just really kind of, uh, kind of interesting. So um, just, a, just a lot of neat, neat history there. And obviously we wouldn't enjoy uh, the tobaccos and the pipes that we do today without, uh, without the legacy of the American Indian. Yeah, man, this is a, a great study professor. Thank you so much. For uh, that. You're very welcome. It's <laughs> awesome. Man. See me after class. Well, look, uh, look, it's great kind of diving into the, uh, the history of pipes and, and just kind of the idea of, of, of using whatever you can be it, uh, clay, stone, uh, wood, or of course, Find quality corn cobs like the corn cob pipes you can get from Missouri, Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. <laughs> now, man, you're actually smoking a Missouri Meerschaum pipe tonight. I am. I'm smoking the Dagner Poker. Uh, our friend Jason Dagner uh, collaborated with the folks at Missouri Meerschaum to just make a really awesome pipe. It's a uh, uh, real iconic. Of course, the poker is one of the most popular shapes in, in pipe smoking today. It's just got kind of a cylindrical, uh, tall chamber with a uh, with a nice angled. Uh, shank that comes out and a and a really high quality uh, uh, acrylic mouthpiece, which is which is great. They've also uh, improved on it by just putting a really classy uh, metal band there at the end of the shank. Yeah. So uh, just a really really nice looking pipe. It's always uh, stained very well. It's a finished pipe. It's got uh, kind of a black stain on the on the outside of the cob and a tall bowl, so you'll get a nice size smoke out of it. Um, it, it to to show you just how versatile these uh, corn cobs are. Uh, I'm actually smoking our whatever blend in this cob right now. Are you and, really? And, and whatever, just to let you know, oh, uh, man. for the, those listening, uh, our whatever blend. You can actually order it on our website. Um, no, we, no, we sell no. It. it. It's a, it's no. Like, we sell it for peanuts, but the whatever blend is the scraps. After we, you know, get done blending tobacco, a lot of times, you know, whoever's behind the counter will have this leftover tobacco. We'll throw it in the whatever bowl, uh-huh. and uh, and and it's just whatever, you know. So it, it just gets mixed up, and it's, it's, it is what it is. It's a gumbo of uh, pipe tobacco. Every puff will be totally different, and and uh, this Missouri Meerschaum Dagner Poker it makes that whatever taste uh, taste pretty good. Tastes like whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it could be good. You don't know, man. I, that, mm. I want to do a tobacco talk on the whatever. We should. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, but we will say this, man. That's a beautiful uh, pipe from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. If you have not picked up a Dagner Poker, you absolutely should. It's a very unique style, as John David said. And it's a great way, by the way, if you have your uh, Dagner Poker uh, from Missouri Meerschaum, smoke it this week. Take a picture. Tweet it out. We'll retweet that out. It's a great way to show the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Thank you for supporting this show and making it happen. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. All right, so it's appropriate... Uh, as we jump into the pipe question of the week, yeah, that we're jumping from talking about corn cob pipes because the the, uh, the pipe question of the week kind of deals a little bit in corn cob pipes. It's a great question that's ad- asked from uh, Peter Lambercht. Yeah, and uh, and Peter writes I think it's in Lambrecht. Uh, anyway, well, of course it is. That's, <laughs> that's part, part and partial for the show. I know. Of course Pe- I'm Peter's part of the club now. You know, you got to butcher his name. Like Sorry, brother. <laughs> uh, but Peter does ask a great question, which is, what are different techniques for cleaning a corn cob pipe versus a briar pipe? Yeah, pr- pretty interesting. Uh, I almost I always feel like uh, interacting, cleaning a corn cob pipe, you almost have to go um, take a, a varied approach. It's almost like you, you halfway treat it like a briar and you halfway treat it like a meerschaum, right? <laughs> it's a Missouri meerschaum. So, uh, yeah, you've, you've got this idea of a, um, you know, it's a cob. It is going to retain some uh, flavor uh, similarly to a briar. You are invariably going to build some cake. Um, and, and occasionally, if it lasts long enough, it, it's probably going to require some reaming. Uh, but at the same time, you want it to, uh, you, you want to treat this kind of delicately. I mean, we're talking about a vegetable here <laughs> that we're smoking out of. And so, um, you know, a, a lot of times what I tell folks to do um, is, again, just like you would with any pipe, when you get done smoking it, take your pipe cleaner, uh, turn it into a U-shape and, and throw it in there and just kind of kind of twist it around and and that on a very good regular maintenance uh will keep your cake uh where it kind of needs to be if your cake does start to get uh get big in your cob you can ream it but again almost in in this case you want to kind of veer towards how you would treat a meerschaum you want to be so careful uh because the Mm -hmm. cob in itself Mm -hmm. is is very fragile so again you'll you'll clean it similarly to how you would do a briar pipe uh you don't want to use a lot of liquid cleaner on a corn cob pipe again we're talking about uh, a vegetable here so uh that's not just not as quite as durable as a briar so just be sure if you the more you use your your corn cob you want to clean it uh, more regularly. That's just something that uh, that comes comes with the territory. Also, a lot of corn cob pipes, uh, particularly those from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum, they they have uh, filters that they use. So uh, the Dagner Poker I've got here does not use a filter, but a lot of corn cob pipes, uh, the Legend, uh, for instance, the um, the uh, Huck Finn, I believe, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. some of these pipes, uh, a lot of them, Country Gentlemen, they use the um, the paper filters that. Uh, you might get from Medico or Dr. Graybo, and so um, when you're when you're using your pipe often, you know it's one thing to leave the filter in there, but if you're going to put your pipe down for an extended period of time, you're going to want to take that filter out because if you've got a wet 
filter kind of sitting in that pipe for any length of time. Uh, it, it's just going to do nothing but cause problems, you know, sitting inside that, uh, that kind of fragile frame. So, um, clean your pipe often, uh, take that filter out if it's going to be idle for a while. And, uh, and, and you can ream it if you get to the point where it needs it, but you need to be really, really careful. I, again, I think the preventative measure on that, uh, each time you're done smoking your pipe, you want to take your pipe cleaner and, and just give the inside of the chamber a, a really nice swab. And I, I think that'll, that'll get you down the road a long way. Absolutely, man. Great question, Peter. We uh, appreciate you sending that in. Uh, hey, if you got a pipe question a week, you can send it in too. It's uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. These come in from uh, Pop Punk Sushi on thispipelife.com. <laughs> Uh, one of the most awesome handles that I have uh, seen. Uh, great, great, great folks over at thispipelife.com. More about that in a moment. But first, Pop Punk Sushi has his questions that he would like us to answer here, and they are Cajun-themed. Ooh, Cajun-themed. Is All right. It? We'll bring All the right. heat. Oh, isn't this week, uh, what, what is it? it? Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's tomorrow. Mardi Gras. Is tomorrow Fat Tuesday? Are we just now talking or about that this? Was yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's Fat right. Tuesday, Fat and of course, of course, Ash Wednesday is uh, it's Wednesday. But, oh, uh, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, well, more on that later. Yeah, that's right, right. that's right. All right, so in honor... <laughs> All right, Cajun theme. Un- un- unintentionally in honor of Mardi Gras, Cajun theme. <laughs> uh, boudin or Cracklins? Uh, cracklins. Boudin. Boudin grosses me out. What? I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, it's the blood, isn't it? I you have trouble like with all these things, really. What I mean, was, it, not not all these things, but it, it, I, I'm going to go with crackling. Sorry, all of these? No, things, just sir? just just the two in this uh, in this situation. But I'm going to go with crackling. All right, all right. I'm <laughs> definitely going to go with boudin here. At least it's deep fried. Uh, jambalaya, red or brown? Red, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go with red as well. Yeah, I think red. Yeah, keep it keep it spicy. Yeah. Uh, gumbo, seafood, and okra, or chicken and sausage. Seafood and okra every Ooh. every day of the week. I, I think there is a place for for chicken and sausage gumbo, but there's something about a seafood gumbo that, if it's done right, is uh, is is hard to beat. Yeah. Oh, can can the answer be yes, please? Because <laughs> both of these are, are fantastic. Um, you know, I've, I think I've mentioned on the show if I haven't. I'm, I'm Working on you're a, kind of a big deal in the gumbo world. Well, no, I'm just saying you, not, ha, you have won some awards. I, just you know. one, just one international gumbo best of show. Festival. What? Yeah, no, no, whatever. Right. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. I, I am actually working for the next time we compete on a on a new recipe for a uh, oyster and uh, smoked turkey gumbo. Oh wow! I think will be fantastic once I get it right. Smoked turkey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. It's but it, but if you had to choose seafood or chicken, uh, seafood. Okay. Seafood and okra. Okay. Uh, all right. Shrimp, fried or boiled? <sighs> fried. This is no competition, and you went the wrong way, sir. No, it is boiled. Are you kidding know. me? I don't know. There's something. I, I'm thinking like a po' boy. You I'm know thinking I mean? like a shrimp boil, son. No, okay. Shrimp boy. I, I got it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I was thinking more like sautéed or something, but no. A no, big old shrimp no, boil, no. like, yeah. Get no, your I potatoes, mean, your corn, throw in your mushrooms, get your yeah. sausage. Oh. Yeah. Can I change my answer? Yes. I, I want to go with Paul. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And finally, Tony Sacheray's or Slap Your Mama? Tony Sacheray's. Tony's- I, love, I love Tony Sacheray's. Hey, it makes a good food, tastes great. Tony's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. You got to go with Tony's. Slap Your Mama's fine. But I mean, if Tony's, if really, if Tony's is there, there's really no other option. Yeah. 
So, uh, great. <laughs> any, any other parts of the country, do people even follow any of this? Like, I'm wondering, is, is does someone in New England know what Boudin is? You know, it's funny. I saw one Probably of these. Probably not, huh? I, I saw one of these videos where it was like Americans trying Southern food for the first time. Right. You know, like like people who are right. not from the South trying Southern food. It's the same thing with Cajun food, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of like, you know, like, um, like Cracklins or, <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> Collard Greens. What did, what did Jim Gaffigan say? He was like... The South won't rise again, literally, because they eat biscuits and gravy. Like, like if if I eat biscuits and gravy, I I'm not even getting up to go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> man, no, fair enough. Cajun food is fantastic. You got to get some good. of that Cajun it's food. It's pretty good. Uh, great, great quick fire questions. Of course, those are uh, sent in over uh, the forums at thispipelife.com from yep. Pop Punk Sushi. Yep, I just love saying that name. Uh, y'all give Pop Punk Sushi a shout out when you go over there, and you should check out this pipelife.com. And it's an awesome online community. They've got their amazing forums. They've got photos. It's a very uh, gorgeous online experience. And uh, you know, we've been talking about these last several episodes. They've gotten even more social. You can now find them on Facebook at facebook.com/slash this pipelife. Uh, you can also find them twitter.com/slash this pipelife and instagram.com/slash this pipelife. Insta- their Instagram feed is wonderful. You know, because they pick up obviously on all the incredible stuff that folks are contributing throughout throughout the thispipelife.com community. And mm. so uh, every single day, I, I saw today some packages from Gaywith and Hogarth that were uh, photographed and and uh, and featured on thispipelife.com. And it was just, uh, it, it just made me want to go buy 10 immediately. It was it was great. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I encourage you to, to check out into, into all their social media um, things that they've got going. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right. Listen to feedback this week. Here we go. Uh, starting out, we actually have a PSA or a PMSA, as it might be. Uh, <laughs> from uh, this comes in from Orlando, Florida, uh, somewhere off in Disney World. Uh, yes, this is coming in from a Mr. Brian Levine. I'm not sure <laughs> I know who that is. Hey, I, I think he's a doctor of pipes in in someone's book. That I don't that, know. that I don't that that can't be. A yeah, thing. but but I, if I he's from Orlando, Florida, we know he's probably at Disney World. Now this this PSA is coming in right here. It says uh, the only dwarf to ever shave his beard was Dopey. Wow. So so does that make you Dopey? I I I I don't <laughs> I, I don't you know. You know, I, I, I do. I would have to say, you know, I think, though, and I, I'm speaking for Brian, but I think he would agree. You know, if <laughs> you probably are one of his favorite dwarves. I, you think so? Yeah. Is it true, Brian? I would I would think so. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that to the bank, my friend. Yeah, no, of course, uh, Brian Levine of Pipes <laughs> Magazine uh, enjoying some uh, some well, well-deserved vacay over in, uh, in Disney World. Yeah, He's man. actually sending in some uh, some pictures tonight. He was telling me earlier today he was uh, hanging out with Chewbacca. And uh, Kylo Ren. And it's awesome, man. Yeah. Golly. So, I, I love, by the way, that Star Wars and Disney, like, I, I was nervous about it at first, but now I love the fact that, like... They've handled it well. Yeah, they've, they've done a great job there. Yep. Um, we also, uh, you know, as part of the, the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club, uh, you know, the for kind of the, the founders uh, launch and everything that we had going on with that, we gave away some... Uh, a wonderful drawing, some great, uh, great gifts. And uh, one of the uh, the winners, Parson Rick, is a uh, man, he's a big YouTuber. And he has uh, sent in kind of a, a thank you video where he uh, essentially kind of not necessarily unboxes, but but smokes the pipe, gives his feedback on it. It's a really great video. And, um, you know, kind of goes into some things that are going on with him. And I just want to say, uh, Parson Rick, man, uh, welcome to the club. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. And we really appreciate you uh, giving us a shout out and representing the club well. Absolutely. 
Uh, we also have on uh, YouTube from uh, Padre Piper. What did Padre Piper say? Padre Piper, he says, as a big, easy piper, uh, I'm assuming he's talking about New Orleans, uh, I invite you to annex us in the Magnolia Pipe Club. All right. <laughs> Happy IPST. Let's talk about this for a second. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. The general consensus, by the way, and this is good because we have not just uh, John David Cole and, and uh, here present, but behind the camera, you can't see him, folks, but the, the and president. And the live audience, we, we have the, yeah, the president of the saying. Magnolia we got, Pipe we've Club. We've got the president of the Magnolia Pipe Club present in the room right now. <laughs> and so, Mr. President, what I would like to say to you, sir, is that the, the, the people of New Orleans, the pipe smokers of New Orleans are crying out for liberation. I'm saying we need to go and invade. I mean, uh, 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 what, what do you do when you go in and... and Take take it conquer conquer. We need to conquer. no 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 no. That's not good. <laughs> Annex. Uh, we need to go on a diplomatic mission of mercy to, uh, to Alderaan, to, right? <laughs> to uh, to to help out the good folks over at the uh, the New Orleans Pipe Club. They they're they're asking for us. Like they are literally asking for us to take the boat. I'm just saying. Man, we 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 believe in those people down there. They're but, awesome. But we're we're um yeah we're open to it. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll bring it up at the next pipe meeting again. There, there you go. There I, I you still go. think that we should award emergency military powers to uh, a new position in the pipe club that I created and nominate myself for. And, <laughs> uh, we also, we also, uh, man, we got some major feedback. Yeah. Last week I mentioned that uh, I, I got a chance with uh, Caleb, the intern, to, to play some D&D yeah. for the first time. Uh, well, me, first time for me, Caleb's a, a big D&Der. Um, and uh, man, we got a lot of love on YouTube specifically uh, about the, the D&D. Uh, we got Kilgore Trout. You want to read what Kilgore said? Uh, yeah, Kilgore says, uh, I would love to play D&D again. Two of my grown kids kids would but have in time and uh but haven't let's see two of my grown kids would but haven't the time uh, and i do not know enough others to get the game going uh, I have always been stuck as a DM. I would like to be a player instead. That's a, that's from Kilgore. The DM is the person who's telling you what's going on. Okay, it's kind of like a narrator. Yeah, almost. Yeah, okay. like they're omnipotent okay. and um, they're kind of walking you through the story. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, and then also uh, Charles Hibbs uh, wrote in and said, "I love playing D and D. My wife, daughter, and her boyfriend, and a couple of their friends uh, play every Sunday. Uh, I get a lot of pipe smoking from talking uh, talking from Tolkien." from Tolkien. Thank you. Uh, and that of course is heavily influenced in the games of D and D. It's a fun hobby. Uh, my daughter and I build props and paint figures. Uh, and that again is Charles Hibbs. Well, it's fun. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun thing. All right. So, you know, it's, it's great to see this kind of feedback. It's, um, it's kind of sparked my, sparked me to get kind of an idea of maybe a future show, uh, or a future uh. episode that you may or may not be present no, for no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it I, I sense kind of where this is going but you know we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see I've already, I've, I've already put some feelers out but uh, we'll see we'll see what comes from it um, but yeah man uh, you know we we got to say thank you of course to all of you for sending in your your feedback tonight now of course you've you already mentioned it and we kind of probably should have addressed this at the top of the show but happy Mardi Gras to all of you who are tuning in. That's right. Uh, you know, we, we've historically, we have practiced uh, Lent here. Neither of us are, are particularly Catholic. Although, That's right. is Lent uh, something? Well, Lent is a, a is an Anglican tradition as it is in many, you know, Protestant circles, but not, not I guess, not really the Presbyterian world, right? No, it's but, more of a, but you kind of adopt it. I mean, you've got the uh, Catholic heritage and, you know, it's just kind of a fun cultural thing, I guess, for both of well, us. Well, it's, 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 I think there is something. It's a good spiritual discipline. I was about too. to say, I mean, yeah, I, I like the idea of kind of of 
uh, giving up something and then, uh, you know, uh, as, as that desire comes around on a regular basis, honoring the Lord with that thing uh, that you've kind of decided to give up. What I don't, what I don't like is when we constantly uh, complain about it. God, I wish I had some chocolate right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, you know, you're exactly right. I, I do think that fasting is a, is yeah. a really, really solid There's a biblical practice. principle there, right? And it's one that, that constantly, I think, you know, in, in certain circles ends up getting, getting overlooked. And, and so, especially in Presbyterian circles. So I'm, I'm, uh, looking forward to it this year i am kind of curious what are you uh what you what you giving up i don't want to talk about it do you not yeah all right fair enough i'll talk about i'll talk <laughs> about okay? i'm uh I'm, I'm giving up uh bread oh good all bread like does that include beer that includes beer that includes oh. pasta somebody's told me that i'm giving up gluten that's not necessarily what i intended to do but apparently that's well but okay but you're giving up bread but bread but but beer isn't bread but it what but it, it is Okay, you're you're counting beer. I'm as counting bread. beer as bread. Okay, so for for the purposes of your Lenten season, you're giving up bread, <laughs> including beer. Yeah, you know that okay. food that we eat and it makes us feel full <laughs> and warm and good inside. Yeah, I'm not going to eat that until none, uh, <laughs> none of that, none of that until Easter. That being said, this is actually the we'll first, bust out the beer and the seersucker all at the same time. Uh, it'll, it'll be, be great. The, this actually is, this is the first uh, year that I'm I'm uh, you know. Before I've kind of done Lent hardcore, which is like, you know, all the way through, never taking a break, just fasting the entire way through. With this one, I am going to um, take breaks on Sundays. <laughs> so it's <laughs> probably wise. I think it'll be good. But uh, one, yeah. of our, one of our uh, really great customers here in the shop, he's a um, local Orthodox priest. We've, we've got a few uh, a few different uh, clergymen here yeah, quite, quite at, a few. Uh, that shop at the Squire. Um, and uh, of course, Father Andy, he's a uh, Orthodox priest. And he's like, hey, you know, I just get tired of all my Catholic friends because they take the weekends off and we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, that's but um, man, yeah, I think that'll it'll be a challenge for you. But that's that's good. Well, it's kind of part of my fasting anyway, you know. With well, the beer will help you on. with the uh, whole uh, the whole weight loss thing. Lost too, so. twenty pounds since January first. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. Yeah, it's been, I, it's I see solid. more of a draw line there too. Yeah, that's good. That's that, nice. it's, yeah. it's coming through. Yeah, that's that's, that's good. Well, because part of that is the beer growing back, but uh, right. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. Well, hey, uh, there is lots of ways that you guys can keep up with us uh, throughout the weeks. Uh, of course, if you uh, find us on Twitter, you can find us. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all that information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio, where we do broadcast live. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show, and just as a reminder right here, we'll be back at the normal time next week for the live show. Then we'll be off for a two-week live show hiatus. The podcast is not going anywhere, so you will have weekly That show on the will podcast. go on. That's right. Uh, and then we will also return after the two-week hiatus at the brand new time of 8.30 p.m. Central Time. That's March 27th. Uh, so if you are someone who has not been able to tune into the live show because it's been too early, uh, if that later hour sounds like something that you uh, you are able to do, be sure to mark your calendars. Again, that's March 27th, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. And uh, yeah, uh, we hope to see uh, some new faces, some new uh, tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's more accurate. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so it should be good. Well, all right, man. Why? Well, hey. Dude, this was fun. Yeah, history lesson. Got some uh, some great pipe tobacco. Yeah, and apparently uh, Russ Hicks is giving up Latakia for Lent, or or maybe maybe just for good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that that might be it. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, hey man, let's go tonight. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 